Now returning to our main news this lunchtime, the EU and the UK poised, it seems, to announce a deal over the Northern Ireland Protocol. In the last few minutes, the European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has arrived in Windsor in England to meet Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. The Prime Minister will make a statement to the House of Commons this evening and then attention will turn to how opponents of the existing protocol, including the DUP and hardline members of the Conservative Party, will respond. The Northern Ireland Minister Steve Baker was asked by reporters at Downing Street if he would support the deal. I can only say this, that the Prime Minister is on the cusp of securing a really fantastic result for everyone involved. But thank you. That's all right. So a brief, a brief comment from Steve Baker. Let's talk to Katie Balls, who's political editor of The Spectator magazine. Katie, thanks for taking our call this lunchtime. So what, what do you make of what Steve Baker is say, saying there? A, a, a favourable straw in the wind for Rishi Sunak? Yes, I think it is. And there's been lots of rumours and talk in Westminster in the past week that Steve Baker um, is a minister who's been on resignation watch. And obviously, with all these anonymous quotes and warnings, uh, you have to take these things with a pinch of salt. But I definitely think if you think of Steve Baker and his previous role with you, on the line by Katie Balls from The Spectator. Sorry about that, uh, Katie. We just uh, lost your line there. I suppose the question everyone's asking in relation to the protocol uh, agreement, which uh, it looks like has been uh, reached between the United Kingdom and the UK, is will it fly with the the Conservative backbenches? Will Rishi Sunak be able to bring a sufficient number of his own party with him to get this deal over the line? So I think we're in a very different position than a few years ago when you had Theresa May no real Tory majority hung parliament. So this is less about the numbers. We know that A, there doesn't have to be a vote, and two, Keir Starmer would lend votes. But instead, how damaging or what type of Tory rift um, does it open up? And it also, if the DUP don't back it, then you don't fix the issue at Stormont. Um, I think those are the two things we're looking at. And in terms of Tory Brexiteer rebellions, I think the fact that Steve Baker, the minister, has sounded fairly positive is a relief to number 10. But there's still some way to go because no one has really seen the final text. Mm. And I think the next few days will be that moment when all the lawyers are going over for it and anyone will have a real sense of where uh, many Tory MPs are. DUP leader Geoffrey Donaldson has been quoted this lunchtime as saying, and I quote, I'm neither positive nor negative. We need to take time to look at the deal. So that's echoing indeed your own comments. What about a, a role, though, which this has been a particularly contentious issue, hasn't it, for, the, for many Conservatives, a role for the European Court of Justice in mediating disputes that might arise as a result of Northern Ireland's continued membership and participation in the single European market? How difficult or bitter a pill is that to swallow? I think it is a bit of a pill for many Tory MPs to swallow. Um, I think looking at the limits of the role, what uh, ultimately Northern Ireland has over these decisions will be key if it's a Norway-type arrangement, for example. Um, but ultimately, I think what you're going to hear number 10 and supporters of Rishi Sunak saying is, well, what is the alternative? Because the protocol right now isn't working. Boris Johnson perhaps will have another intervention saying stick with the Northern Ireland Protocol Bill, which unilaterally overrides parts of it. But then supporters of Rishi Sunak say, well, even the government legal advice on that says that you can strip the ECJ domestically, unilaterally, 
you could still be taken to court by the EU, um, given it is an international agreement. And um, so I think we're going to be seeing an argument that there is there is no perfect option right now, mm-hmm. and that Rishi Sunak thinks that this is the the best one on the table by by some way. Just finally, a word about the the politics of this from the point of view of Rishi Sunak. We 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 know that Theresa May failed to get this deal this issue resolved. Boris Johnson failed to get this issue resolved. If he can do a deal, it will considerably strengthen his political authority, will it not? Yes, um, I think it, it would, and it would show that Rishi Sunak is someone who is often criticised here for being too focused on the detail, not enough big picture or inspiring. If if he could actually do this in a way that perhaps not tomorrow, but uh, in the future restores power sharing, that manages to get through the party, then it would be a boost in leadership. But the problem is, as you say, what happened to all the predecessors that came before, and it is a brave politician or uh, Tory leader that goes on this issue, and some of Rishi Sunak's supporters thought he was better to just leave it alone mm. because it is so contentious. So that is the gamble he is taking. Katie Balls from The Spectator, thanks indeed for that. That's all from us this lunchtime. Our team today, Tommy O'Sullivan was on sound, the broadcast coordinator, Anne-Ray Donlan, the editor of the News at One is Connor Barons, do stay tuned for Liveline. But from me, Brian Dobson, and all the team here, thanks for listening and a very good afternoon to you.